this person is a goodie or a baddie, or do you just not know? Okay, so that's what we're going to do to start with. Get us thinking about goodness, goodies, baddies. So here comes the first one. Here's the first person, this guy here. Okay, is he, if he had shorter hair, he'd look great, wouldn't he? Um, if, is, is he a goodie or a baddie? What do you think? I'm going to give you a second. Adults, you don't have a sheet, but you can decide for yourselves. What do you reckon? Goodie or baddie, or do you just not know? You just not know. Okay, cast your vote. Tick the box that you think is appropriate, goodie, baddie, or you just don't know. Okay, right, let's have our next person. Oh, oh, goodie, baddie, just don't know. What do you reckon? Goodie or baddie? Goodie or baddie? Okay, cast your vote, cast your vote. Right, here comes the next one. Oh, looks like he's on a spaceship or something, doesn't he? It's quite Goody or baddie, what do you think? Goody or baddie? Or do you not know? What do you think? Okay, cast your vote. Got two more to go. Two more to go. Here we go. Goody or baddie? What do we think? This lady here. Is she a goody or a baddie? What do you what do you reckon? Okay, cast your vote. We've got one more. One more coming up. Here we go. Goody or baddie? This chap here, he's got some, he's got some good ink. He's got, what do we think, goody or baddie? All the adults are thinking, where is he going with this? <laughs> okay, cast your vote. What do you think, goody, baddie, or, or, or are you just not sure? Are you just not sure? Okay, right. Well, I'm not going to ask you to tell me what you thought, okay? I'm not going to ask you to tell me what you thought, but we are going to review. We're going to go back through those, and we're, I'm going to tell you what I think, okay? Let, let's have a look, shall we? Goody or baddie? What about this guy? Do we think he's a goody or baddie? I think... Next slide, please. I think we just don't know. I don't know. I mean, he's got a lovely shirt, and he's got a lovely smiley face, hasn't he? He's got a great beard. Like I said, probably he's slightly shorter hair, and then you have the complete look, but... Um, but I don't know. I don't know from looking at him whether he's a nice guy or not, a good guy or not, whether he's done some terrible things or not. I don't know just from looking at him. Not a clue. Not a clue. Okay, what about the next person? Uh, what about this girl? I don't know. Maybe she's at the doctor's getting her tongue checked, like the doctor's asked her to poke her. I mean, it looks a bit rude, doesn't it? But who knows? We don't know what's going on in this situation. Maybe she's a good person. Maybe she's not. Maybe it's impossible to tell from looking at her. Okay, what about the next uh, one here? Goody or baddie, what about this guy? I mean, there's definitely some, some moody lighting there, isn't there? Okay, the hood's up. Maybe he's up to no good. Maybe it's just really cold where he is. Okay, I don't know by looking at him. I can't tell, not a clue. Okay, what about the next one? She's a cheerful, 
soul, isn't she? She's, got, she's obviously very happy about something. What, is she good? Is she bad? I don't know. Not a clue. Cannot tell by looking at her. Not a clue. And then lastly, this guy here, what's his story? Can we tell by looking at him whether he's a good or a bad person? No, we can't tell. We can't tell because, guys, it's impossible to know whether someone is good or not just by looking at them. Okay? Whether you're tall or short, uh, whether, you're, uh, whether you're heavy or not, uh, whether the color of your skin or your hair or your eyes, those things, by looking at people, the clothes you wear, the tattoos you have or haven't got, you can't tell by looking at people whether they're good people or not, can you? You just can't tell. So how do we find out? What determines whether someone is good or not? Well, it's complex. And we're going to spend a lot of time thinking about that this morning. But the main thing is, whether we're good or not really depends on what we think and what we say and what we do. That determines on whether we're good or not, doesn't it? What we think, what we say, and what we do, not how we look. And to be honest, films and books don't always help us with this, do they? Quite often, uh, the goodies in films, the heroes are tall and strong and handsome or some variation of that. Uh, the villains, well, they often don't fit our kind of cultural stereotypes or what we expect uh, of someone who's going to be attractive or whatever. But actually, those things aren't any indication of how good or bad someone is. Now, I'm going to give you 30 seconds now just to have a think or have a chat with the people around you, okay? Or if you'd rather not talk to the people around you, that's fine. Just think to yourself, 30 seconds. What kinds of thoughts or words or actions are good? 30 seconds, not very long. Go for it. Off you go. A few seconds. Thoughts, words, and actions. What's good? Okay. Now, you've got a little box underneath your table, children. If you want to jot any notes down, you can. Okay, you might want to jot down there what kinds of thoughts, words, actions you think are good. But when it comes to answering that question, what is good, the Bible tells us that God is good. We saw that, didn't we, in the verse that we read earlier. The, the, um, Psalm 119 says, You are good and what you do is good. God doesn't just have goodness, he is goodness. He is the very definition of what it means to be good. If you were to get a dictionary and you were to look up goodness in that dictionary, it probably wouldn't do this, but it should, as entry number one, say God. It probably won't, but it should. Because Everything else that is good flows out of what it means for him to be good. Goodness, it's not some standard over here that God has to kind of live up to, to be God. No, he is God and he is the very definition of goodness. So if we want to know what it means to think or say or do good things, 
Well, we need to look at what God thinks and what God says and what God does in his word, the Bible. And that's what we're going to be doing this morning. We're going to be thinking about what it means to be good, learning from the one who is the very definition of goodness. Okay, so I'm going to pray now that God would help us do that. We're going to learn a new song. Uh, and then we're going to think a bit more about what it, what, what it means for God to be good and how we see that in the Bible. So let's pray, shall we? Heavenly Father, most of us know instinctively that there is such a thing as good and bad. And yet sometimes it can be quite hard to tell what is the good thing to do or what is the bad thing to do. What is right and what is wrong. There are different voices in the world telling us that What some people say is good is bad, and what some people say is bad is good. Lord, we pray that as we come to you and to your word, the Bible today, you would teach us what is truly good as we look at you. Help us to learn from you what it means to be truly good. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Need a sheet? You can just do this for yourself. Right, now we're going to have a second activity, and it's called Know Your Enemy. Okay? Know your enemy. That's what we're calling this activity. All right? Now, uh, it might not be immediately obvious why we're doing this, but it will become more obvious as we go through. So what I want you to do, children, is I want you to think about this. I want you to think about who are the people in your life that you find it really, really hard to like, okay? or really hard to love. All right? You might even call them your enemies. Now that sounds dreadful, doesn't it? But actually there are people in the Bible who talk about having enemies and and we can have people who really just don't like us and want to do us harm. All right. So if you're comfortable calling them your enemy, that's fine. If you're not and you think, oh, I don't really like that, that's fine. That's good probably. Okay. But what I want you to do is want to think for a moment and jot down, not the names. Okay. I don't want names. Okay. We don't need to do that, especially if you leave your sheets around. That could get really awkward. Especially if they're sat next to you, that gets really, really awkward. Okay. I'd like you to just jot down uh, an initial for a person who you find it really hard to get on with. You find it really hard to like. Maybe it's someone at school. uh, Maybe it's someone uh, that you just know from some other context. Maybe, I don't know, cubs or brownies or something like that. I don't know. Uh, But maybe a few people who you find it really hard to get on with. Or people who sometimes are mean to you, even if you actually quite like them. Okay? I want you to jot down the initial. And if you want to you could just put next to it, what is it you find hard about that person, okay? And you'll see why we're doing this in just a minute. Okay, about a minute I'm going to give you, so not long, but you've only got the right initials. Off you go, get to it. Adults, you can be thinking about it. Who do you find it hard to like and get on with? Going to give you a few more seconds. Have a think. Okay. 
day as the hush descended. Right, okay, we're going to come back to those in a few minutes' time, and you'll see why I asked you to do that. Okay, so where have we got to so far? We've seen, haven't we, uh, that if we want to know what it means to be good, we need to look to God. We need to look to what he is like and what he thinks and what he says and what he does. Okay, so when we look in the Bible, what do we find? Well, Eva is going to come up uh, and read us uh, a passage from Matthew chapter 5, uh, which I think is going to come up on the screen behind us. Here we go. Thank you, Eva. Do you want to come and stand at this microphone? Is that all right? Is it going to be tall enough for you? There we go. That's great. Okay, so this is Love for Enemies. You have heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be sons of your Father in heaven. He causes his son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Are not even the tax collectors doing that? And if you greet only your brothers, what are you doing more than others? Do not even pagans do that? Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. Thank you, Eva. Okay, I'm going to give you uh, about 60 seconds to have a look in there. What does that passage tell us about how God shows his goodness? Okay, what does that passage tell us about how God shows his goodness? How God, how, according to Jesus, God is an example to us. I'm going to give you a few seconds just to have a look at that. Maybe have a chat, maybe have a think, okay? And we'll come back to that in just a moment. Okay, what do we think? Anyone want to be brave and tell us what they think this passage shows us about God's goodness, how God is good to people and how we can learn about goodness from God? Anyone got any ideas? Yeah. Yes, that's true. God is loving, isn't he? And we'll think about that a bit more in a minute, how God's love relates to his goodness. But yeah, that's a really helpful one. Thank you very much. Yes, any thoughts? What is, God, what is God doing in this passage that is good? Any thoughts? Any ideas? Go on, Andrew. <laughs> Poor Olivia. Okay, yeah, go on. Andrew said, yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. Yes. Yeah, thank you. That's brilliant. That's exactly right, isn't it? Okay? One of the ways that we see God's goodness 
is his goodness, his love, his kindness shown to everything that he has created, regardless of whether those creations are good or evil, whether they are worship, whether they worship him or not. Okay, God's love, as Alethea said, goes beyond the boundaries. Okay, we normally we show love and kindness and goodness to the people who love us. Okay, Jesus knows that. That's normal. The people that we like, the people we get on with. That's not actually that hard to do normally. Sometimes it is. But it's normally not too difficult to be good and to be kind and to be loving towards people that we know and that we love. But it can be really hard, can't it, to be kind and good to people who we don't like or people who don't like us perhaps even to people who hate us. And yet, that is what God is like. This passage tells us that God is good to all that he has made. Everyone, the sun shines on everyone. The rain falls on everyone, which might sound in our context like, oh, how's that a good thing? But, you know, without rain, we don't have crops and food and all those things, so the rain is good as well. We saw it yesterday. We see it today. There aren't people walking around Harpenden under a cloud while all of, because they don't worship God or because they're bad people or whatever, whilst all of the good people or all the people who do worship God go around in the sunshine. That's not how it works. God is good and he is kind to all that he has made. And, and we talk about this as the love of God for all of creation, the love of God for everyone. Love is doing good to another person. That is what love is. It is doing good to another. And God shows his goodness and his kindness in his love to all of his creatures, regardless of whether they worship him or not. And I just think that's amazing. I think that's amazing. It can be really hard to show love to people who hate us or who make our lives difficult. But God does that. And that is an incredible demonstration of what it means to be good. That is what it means to be good like God is good, to love those, even those who are our enemies. Okay, And now you can probably see why I got you to do that activity uh, earlier on, thinking about who do you find it hard to get on with, to like? Who is mean to you? Well, if we're going to be good like God is good, what does that mean? It means we need to try to do good to those people as well. Not just the people who do good to us, but to everyone. Jesus said it's good for us to pray for those people who, who hate us and make our lives difficult or who we find it hard to like. That is what it means to be good, like God is good. So that's what we're going to do now. We're going to have a moment. I'm just going to have a moment of quiet. And maybe you can think about those people that you jotted down or that you thought about in your heads and pray for them. And then I'll pray for all of us before we sing another song. So let's just spend a moment of quiet thinking about those people we find it hard to love. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this bit of the Bible where we see that to be good like you means to love all people regardless of whether we like them or not, regardless of whether we find them easy or not, 
regardless of whether they like us or not and are kind to us. Lord, please help us to be people who are like you, good like you, in showing goodness and kindness and love to everyone. That comes really hard to us. And so we pray that you'd help us by your spirit to grow to be more like you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay. Right, well, we're coming into land. We're coming towards... uh, This is our third and final bit of the talk, okay? But before we get into that, I've got another activity for you, and it's this. This activity is called, These Are a Few of My Favorite Things, okay? So this time in your table, I would like you to jot down uh, two or three of the things that are really precious to you. Maybe objects, maybe people, okay, that are really precious to you. You can jot them down there on the sheet. I'm going to give you a minute just to do that. Off you go. Adults, you can be thinking, what are the things that are most precious to you? What are the people who are most precious to you? Okay, hopefully that's been time for you to think about a few of your favorite things. Uh, Well, where have we gone so far? We've been thinking about the facts that if we want to know what goodness really looks like, we need to look to the Bible and see what the thoughts and the words and the actions of God show us. And we've seen, haven't we, from that passage in Matthew, that one one way in which God is good is that he shows his goodness, his kindness, his love to all that he has made. And that is a good, that is a good thing. That is a, a wonderful thing for us to try and emulate. But there is also, the Bible says, a special love of God for his people. A special love of God for his people. Let me just uh, read to you a verse from Romans 5. Okay? It says this, Romans 5 verse 8, I think it's on the screen there. God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. God demonstrates his love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Now, what does that show us about the love of God, about the goodness of God? Well, we started out this morning, didn't we, thinking about goodies and baddies, okay? Good people, bad people. But let's be honest, it's not that simple, is it? I think we all know that. None of us is as bad as we could be. And sadly, none of us is as good 
as if we were honest, we'd like to be. That's true, isn't it? And so, actually, to speak about people as goodies and baddies, that's, that's not really a, a helpful idea. Uh, what's probably more helpful is, is a, a phrase that came out of a conversation I had with a child once. Uh, actually, we're all goodie baddies. We are, aren't we? We're all goodie baddies, if we're honest with ourselves. We are all, as this verse tells us, sinners. Okay, That means uh, people who are in rebellion against God. People who actually are God's enemies. It's not about how good we are. All of us have done some things that are bad. We're all goody baddies. And the problem is, God is not a goody baddie. He is all goody. 100%. And so the slightest bit of baddie in us will separate us from him. It will ruin our relationship with him. And so we have a problem, don't we, as goody baddies, trying to relate to a God who is all goody. But this is the goodness of God. He knew that about us. And he knew that what we would need to be restored in relationship with him was someone to live a life that was all goody and to pay the price for a life that was all baddie. That's what we needed. And God sent his son Jesus to live that life for us and to die that death that we deserved. That is how God shows his special love for his people. He sent Jesus to live the life we could never live and to die the death we deserve to die. And did you notice that so great was his love, he did that for us while we were still sinners, while we were still his enemies. God sent his son to do that for us. What an incredible thing. Uh, here's a few of, uh, when we're thinking about favorite things, okay, and, and things that we might give uh, for the good of other people. Um, I like to think that there are quite a few things that I would give for the good of other people, okay? Uh, I, if I thought it would do you good, I would give you uh, some of my money, okay? Here's five pounds. Children, will any of you promise to do some, something good with this money if I give it to you? Will any of you promise to do that? Does anybody want this? Anyone want it? You want it? Will you do good with it? It's yours. It's your job to make sure he does good with it, okay? Okay? If it will do you good, I'm happy to give you some of my money, okay? I love books. And if they will do you good, I'm happy to give them to you, okay? I'm going I'm to give you some books. This isn't a joke, okay? This is happening, real time, all right? Okay? Uh, anyone here, but, but I'm only going to give them to you if you, it comes with a, a promise that you'll read it, okay? Not necessarily this week but you will read it. Okay, right. Who's interested in the environment? Okay, this book here was written by a guy I know. It says, this short book surveys the Christian worldview in order to help you think biblically about the many questions, fears, and choices related to the environment and to equip you to speak wisely and act lovingly in response. Does that sound interesting to anyone? Anyone want a book? It doesn't have to be children. Anyone want a anyone want, I, I'm not going to give it to one of my own children. Yes. Okay, here we go. Zachary, it's yours. Okay, your dad's going to have to read it and he's going to have to tell you, tell you all about it. Okay, right, there we go. Right, that's good. All right, what else have we got? Right, this, I tell you what, I read this book 
This is a game changer, this book. 12 Ways Your Phone is Changing You. Mm. I have read this. Remarkably, it's a book that I've read and I haven't written all over it on the inside, so I'm happy to give it to you. It says here, drawing from the insights of numerous thinkers, published studies, and his own research, writer Tony Renke, I think that's how you pronounce his name, identifies 12 potent ways that our smartphones have changed us for good and bad. Renke calls us to cultivate wise thinking and healthy habits in the digital age, encouraging us to maximize the many blessings, avoid the various pitfalls, and wisely wield the most powerful gadget of human connection ever unleashed. Sounds good, doesn't it? It's really good. Do you want it? Yes, there we go. It's yours. Sabrina. There you go, Sabrina. Enjoy it. Okay. What else have we got? Oh, this is good. Family discipleship. Discipling your family can feel like an intimidating task, but it doesn't need to be overwhelming or complicated. With a simple plan in place, discipleship is something every parent can do. Who wants this one? And all the hands went up. Uh, no? Oh, oh. Oh, dear. Oh, no one. Okay. Okay. Sure? No? Where's it? Yes, Lily. Give it to your mum. She'll love it. There you go. Okay, right, last one. This one's not going anywhere. This is for the nerds among us. This is a primer. Uh, on God's Word, it is uh, a collection of articles. It's like a little journal published by the FIC, all about God's Word. Come on, yes, Yi there you go. You can have it. There you go. Okay, guys, if it's going to do you good, most things... Like, if it's really going to do you good, if you really need it, most things I'm happy to give you. Okay? Uh, boys, can you come up? Okay. This is Joe. This is Joss. They're my sons. You cannot have them. <laughs> you can't. You cannot have them. They are mine. They are incredibly precious and dear to me, and so is Sam, but he didn't have to come up. I told him it's, you only have to come up if you want to. Okay? He's just as dear to me and precious. Okay? Seriously, if it's going to help you, you can have a lot from me, but you're not having my sons. You're not. Thank you. You can go and sit down. You stay there a second. God's love for us was so great, he gave his son. He gave his son. And if he gives his son, then what else would he hold back from us? Joe's going to read us uh, a passage from Romans, which picks up on that idea. Do you want to stand down there? <laughs> what then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? Thank you, Jay. That's great. If God would give us his own son, what's he going to hold back? What else would he not give us? Nothing. Surely there is nothing that God would not give us. If I've given you five pounds... There you go. You can have the 20p. 
It's fine. If I've given you my books, you can have a pen to make notes on them if you want. If I've given you the big thing, yeah, go on, Lily, you can have the pen. There you go. <clears throat> if I've given you the big thing, I'm not going to hold back the small things, am I? If God's given us his son, what's he going to hold back from us? What astonishing goodness. What astonishing love. And as we close, I want to leave you with this question. Have you accepted that love for yourself? God is offering you his son to have lived the perfect life for you. To suffer the death that you deserve to die. He's offering that to you today. Have you accepted that? And if you have, well, then this should really encourage you. Because sometimes in this life, with us being goody baddies and rubbing shoulders with goody baddies all the time, it doesn't always feel like God loves us, does it? Sometimes life is really, really hard. And it doesn't feel like God loves us. And we can be asked, and we can question, God, do you really love me? Well, in those moments, remember this. He gave his son for you. He gave his son for you. What else is he going to hold back from you? He is good. He is good. Paul, reflecting on this, uh, says in Romans 8, which is not the verse I've just turned to. Bear with me a second. This is what Paul says, reflecting on these things. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written... For your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to the slaughter. No. In all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Make no mistake, friends, God is good. He is good to all that he has made and he is especially good to his people because he has given us his son. Let's pray, shall we? Heavenly Father, we praise you that you are good. You are the very definition of goodness. We thank you for your goodness to all that you have made. Please would you help us to be like you, not just seeking to do good to those we love, but seeking to do good to all people, even those who hate us and persecute us. And Lord, we thank you for that special love that you have shown us in Jesus. Thank you that while we were still your enemies, you gave your precious son for us. Please, Lord, if there are any here today who haven't yet accepted that invitation, would you help them to do that? 
And please, would you help those of us who have to remember all the days of our life, no matter how hard things get, that your love is so great that you'd give your son. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.